We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies EdTech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where you learn how to be a transformative principle by listening to amazing leaders tell their stories. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. And please like the Facebook page for this podcast, facebook.com slash Transformative Principle. Transformative Principle, Episode 79 with Kyle Palmer. So this last week I was able to attend the Model Schools Conference in Atlanta, Georgia. I was fortunate enough to take a whole team with me. I took four of my teachers and I learned so much. It was incredible. Every single person that I talked to was just inspiring, innovative, and just made me want to be a better leader. And it was a great conference to go to. I've been to a lot of conferences in my life. And the conferences that really stand out and and make you really want to change and improve are, are the best. Um, this one was definitely like that. And my team felt the same way. And we left feeling very inspired. The things that we want to accomplish, which is a great outcome from a conference. I had the opportunity to interview a couple people. Um, Kyle Palmer is who we're going to talk to today. He's the principal of Lewis and Clark Elementary School in Liberty, Missouri. And he has some great information about building a culture that allows you to change, about um, just working hard to make that change. And it's a really great interview. Uh, next week, I've got uh, Brian Edmister, who's going to talk about um, standards-based grading and how to uh, how he implemented that at his school, among other amazing things. The thing is, is I I think I, I might take a different approach to the next conference I go to, and just have my microphone out all the time and just ask people what they're learning while they're at the conference and. I kind of wish that I would have done that this time, and maybe next time. Next time I go to a conference, I'll 
I'll be prepared for that. But there was so much good information, and that would have been a very easy thing to do because there was so much awesome stuff going on. So um, I hope that you uh, can go back and look at the hashtag model schools and learn about a bunch of the stuff that was going on there. Follow anybody who's using that because they are probably amazing. And I made amazing connections that I just cannot even believe. One of the, well, I'll save that story for next week. Enjoy this episode today. Welcome to Transformative Principle. Today I am fortunate to be with Kyle Palmer, who um, is a principal presenting at the Model Schools Conference. And Kyle, why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you're doing. Sure. Good morning, Jethro, and thanks for having me on today. This is truly an awesome experience. Uh, yeah, my name is Kyle Palmer. I'm the, I've been the principal for eight years, the last eight years, at Lewis and Clark Elementary which is uh, one of 11 elementaries in Liberty Public Schools, which is just about 20 minutes north of of Kansas City. We have around 585 kids, a pretty low, uh, you know, diversity population, special education population. Um, We've been, you know, it's it's an awesome, awesome building. I think if you ask the the general public and the community, they would describe our school as very family-oriented, very close staff, staff that have been together for a long time. And we think that's that's awesome that no one really ever wants to leave. People will always want to come. And just, you know, it's like Todd Whitaker would say, and one of my core, core, core beliefs is it's always people before programs. And it's been good to hear that at the conference again, too, just reiterating the power of relationships and until you can establish good relationships with everybody, you're not going to get a whole lot done. Yeah, absolutely. The power of relationships has been a theme in every session here that, no matter what's going on, if you don't have good relationships, then you're not going to move the dial. Um, so you guys are a model school. Can you talk about a little bit about what that means and how you got that distinction and, and what you're being recognized for? We are, yeah, we're one of, I think, the 17 model schools that are uh, highlighted here at the conference. I think one of five elementary schools that are highlighted really built around the work that we've done in the last year to truly transform our school. It's, you know, I think you hear a lot about from Dr. Daggett and Eric Scheninger and, and Ray McNulty. Everyone here is talking about what change looks like in buildings. We are very proud to say that we've put a lot of that change into action. And as a PLC, being very action-oriented and really trying to transform our school at Lewis and Clark. The ICLE is just an organization I've known for a while, very high-quality work. I knew of the Dr. Daggett's work and I read Eric Scheninger's book last year, Digital Principle, and just knew that that was, you know, information that I wanted to continue learning about. Went on to, actually went on to the website to look for their conference for the summer and saw on there, hey, apply to be a model school. So I'm like, well, what, you know, might as well. It's not going to hurt anything to do that. You know, I think the, we've, the work that we've done is so special because it was kind of our challenge. And I'm, I'm a very uh, competitive person, and I've, I've seen these schools across the country who can transform, but they transform by, you know, tearing down their walls, rebuilding, you know, re, repurposing a, a different space. And we had to do this through the lens of not really changing anything, just trying to do that within our traditional school, uh, which 99% of the 
people in the country are, are trying to do. So that was really the challenge that we set out to to kind of do. And and I applied for the model schools, and I did over I think Christmas break, and didn't take real long, not a real long process, and didn't really hear much. And then I got a call from them in the middle of March, and we talked for about a half an hour. They wanted some more clarifying information and asked and asked a few more questions. So I took that as a good sign you know, we're getting close. And then uh, I woke up the next morning to an email from them saying, congratulations, you're a model school. So and I, I was very excited about that. And it's not about the you know recognition, it's, you know, the award. It's it's about, you know, highlighting the work of our staff. And, and change is not easy. And it's it's just a very special thing to do when you work with such great people and such a great school and who are truly doing what's best for kids. And we've really been able to, like I said, transform that. It's been awesome, but even even being down here, you realize just how special that is because you see great principals everywhere. You see great school leaders everywhere. I mean, you see people literally from all 50 states, all across the country. I think you know four or five thousand people down here. So it's even being down here, it's been extremely humbling just to see kind of where our where we're at with being a model school and with all the great people around here. Yeah, what's really fascinating to me is that I have not talked to anybody from any school who is not doing something amazing even those who aren't presenting the the people that are at this conference are people who are i think like the best people in education they are working so hard to make school a great place for kids for teachers for families everything and um i i think it's interesting what you were just saying about how you were trying to show improvement at your school without changing anything and then a couple minutes later you said change is difficult and i think that that attitude of we're not really changing anything we're just continually improving is really powerful how do you develop and foster that belief in in your staff and your kids and your families how do you how do you do that with within our i'm a very um kind of an organizational person i like to look at the big picture and we believe a lot in mindsets. So they talk, you've heard a lot about growth versus fixed mindset here. We've really tried to push the mindset of just always getting better. You know, I think the big buzzword now is innovation and what innovation is and how to innovate. And really, to me, innovation is just about getting better, change, whatever you need to change to always get better. I'm a huge, and I said this in, my, in our presentations the last couple of days, huge, huge Jim Collins guy. So, you know, he does a lot of stuff with business. But it's really about organizational success and stability and, you know, um, built to last you know, for, over the long haul. And, you know, through Rick DeForest trainings with PLC, you talk about there's no silver bullets. There's no magic fairy dust. There's you listen to Bill Daggett. You know, there's no the school reform. We try this and we try this and we try this. And I'm just that's kind of my soapbox is to not go from one thing to another and to always keep consistent and. If your school improvement plan looks completely different than last year's, and compared to the year before that, then you're really you're really not establishing much of anything there. So it's just it's really the good to great, you know. And 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 it fits into schools. It fits into what we're trying to do. I've been there for eight years, and a lot of our staff have been there for eight years too. And they know me, and they know our beliefs, and we just always push getting better. So back to that, I think that mindset's piece is so huge because it's like what we're trying to do with our kids. We're, we're we want to try to help our teachers understand what's good, how to make good decisions, how to do things that are right for kids, how to always do things better. And so you do that through talking about mindsets. So when they understand those you know, trains of thought, then you can give them the autonomy to make the day-to-day decisions, to work as a collaborative team, to focus on results and focus on student learning and making sure they are you know, functioning in their highly collaborative culture. 
and that, that's really what PLCs are. It's it's a framework of understanding. It's it's not micromanaging and and telling them every little thing to do. I think if you asked our staff, the one thing they would say is that we give them a lot of autonomy to to do what they think is best, and then in that way they have ownership. You know, if they're just waiting for, you know, and I should have mentioned uh, Katie Lawson a long time ago. Katie's our assistant principal and who we presented with the last couple of days. And, and Katie is truly one of the great people in this world. And I was fortunate enough to work with her my first two years at Lewis and Clark, then again these last two years. And, you know, and, they, and they know that we work very, very closely together to, to do that. And if we were to micromanage everything that they did, they would never do anything. People, I'm a huge believer in, in if you're going to micromanage, people are going to just do what you tell them to do. They're never going to do anything more. When you... You know, you get people to want to do things instead of have to do things, and then they go way, way above and beyond. And, and that's an example of what we've done this last year is gone way above and beyond what even probably my expectations were. And even doing the presentations down here, it was, it was fun to reflect upon it as we put it all together. It was even more fun to sit there and talk about it because even me, like, holy cow, we did a lot of we did a lot of cool stuff last year for kids. So it's been very fun, even more than I even realized, I think. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, talk about some of the things that you that you're presenting on that um, that you're especially proud of. And you know, obviously, we're not going to get to everything in your presentation, and I, I don't really want that anyway. I want you to talk about the things that you're especially proud of that have really shown you um, the amazing abilities of your teachers and the kids in your school. You know, Katie said this in our presentation, and she described me as a resistor, and that's probably very accurate. I don't know if resistor is the best word I like to use, but uh, I'm just a, a very big why guy. Like, I need to know why we're going to do something. And it really started with just the onslaught of one-to-one technology into our district. It, it's, it was great. We had a superintendent at the time that wasn't afraid to move, and he went very fast. And, and in looking back on it, you realize how right that was to do that because we, we needed to get access to our kids to the world, you know, through one-to-one technology. But we also, it, it seemed like we were just doing it just to give it to kids, and that was going to be, again, the magic fairy dust, the silver bullet to help kids. So we became very passionate about how to do it the correct way. So talking about instructional mindsets and instructional frameworks, and we went back to the rigor and relevance framework, and we brought out the really the new one with the P21 framework. So what I'm definitely proud of is that it's, it's, we've maintained our high level of instruction and, and even made it higher. And we have phenomenal teachers. We've got phenomenal teachers who have taught for 30 years, 20 years, 10 years, and one or two years. So we've got a very a good, diverse staff that's very talented, works very well together. But they, they too, they, we set that mindset in place right away. It's about you. It's about the instruction. It's about if this computer can replace you as a teacher, it probably should. And we talk about, you know, like Marzano, like the, being the art and the science of being a teacher. Every one of you brings something different to the table. But we want you to be that, but we also need you to work together to make sure we're, you know, we're consistent for our kids. So I think what, what I'm most proud of is just that. We've, we've really become, I think, more kid-centered. We've realized how much kids can do and how, how they can think and problem-solve and critically think. It's okay for them to fail. We've really incorporated a lot more of the 21st century uh, pieces that we probably said we were doing before that but really weren't doing. So what are some of those uh, pieces that you've incorporated that you really feel like you started doing for real? And we said this in our, in our presentation, too, but Angela Rosheim, she's our library media specialist, and really it dates back to her two years ago starting Genius Hour. 
even before Katie and I knew what we were, what she's even talking about, or probably our most of our school, you know, she was doing it two years ago. So we tried to get her to present with us, but she didn't really want to do that. I I would have brought her down here this morning, but she just she's a very example of not wanting to talk or to get any limelight about anything. But she started two years ago with Genius Hour. With, with she has uh, she sees ki- you know classes for 50 minutes on a four day rotation with you know library art music and and uh, PE and just started getting kids you know involved in their passion projects and what they're interested in and kind of the whole Google 20 percent time and out of that came the makerspace because she the kids got involved in wanting to do a lot of cool things but then we didn't have the resources for them to do that so out of that came the makerspace and she put in for a grant with our with our uh, Liberty School District Foundation, that they allot $10,000 to give to our entire district of 12,000 kids, however many hundreds of teachers. Wow! And and she got eight. She got eight of that $10,000 because of the of the proposal she put, the grant she put forward was so forward thinking. It was like, holy cow, this is like revolutionary, mm-hmm. and it's just like a lot of what they're talking about here. Um, but she put that in, and the makerspace really started changing things, and that was a kind of like a physical thing. You know, we talk a lot about instruction, and sometimes that's not easy to see. But when when we put the makerspace in, and kids started doing that, and then they'd go back to their classrooms and talk about what they were doing. Uh, Angela has been the probably the biggest thing of all this. You know, is her influence. You know, that's what leadership is. If you, the, it's the influence you have over other people, and. You can think you're a great leader, but if no one's really following you, you're not really yeah. leading anybody. Yeah. Um, so just with her influence, she's she's taught for a long time. But she, she's also the very example of continuous improvement. I mean, she's taught for a long time, and she pushes and pushes and pushes as hard as she possibly can to get better every single year. And, for, and if nothing else, that's just truly inspirational to me, to Katie, to all of our staff as well. And, and, and then it just... Continued on from there, and then we, you know, I went last summer, and I really learned, and I kind of got my myself to where I needed to be to, to help this change, and and then, you know, we put in just we got higher level instruction, we got better things from our kids, we started getting them to think a little bit at a higher level, you know, that we did uh, Project Lead Away came after that, and it's just it's been a series of things, you know, it's never usually one thing, it's just a series of things that have happened, and you know, we've gotten a lot of these things to work, kind of trying to follow the same path of. How do we get our school more future ready? Yeah, and uh, talk about that project lead away because you kind of glossed over that, and I think that that's a, an important thing that you know deserves a little bit more attention. Yeah, project lead away was um, it's it's a national thing, I believe. I think the headquarters are in Indianapolis. Uh, project lead away is a curriculum. It's kind of a way to put STEM skills into the classroom, so science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, which are huge, you know, twenty first century skills. It was very, uh, very much a secondary program. So I had heard of it in our district. Our district is in Liberty is one of the I think leading districts for sure in the state, if not even the country, at PLTW. Uh, very much a high school and a middle school program. And then they called me last spring. This district office called us last spring and said, "Hey, you've got a lot of good resources. You've got an awesome staff. We want you to pilot PLTW, the launch program, which is the elementary-based curriculum for STEM, for STEM." So I said, "Hey." What? <laughs> what do you want me to do? Um, so, you know, we we try to be very focused on not trying to do a lot of new things every year. We try to, you know, we believe in doing fewer things better, keeping the main thing the main thing, you know. Um, but I, I ran that by some people on our leadership team, and, and luckily I think some of them had older kids who did PLTW. They understood it more, and and we went with it. And it was hard. It was we our teachers. We had two teachers from each grade level 
who went to training last summer for it, and it was hard. I mean, I had some teachers come back after that first day and didn't want to go back. I mean, it, because it confronted, I think, a lot of their beliefs about what they were doing. It, it was going away from the sage on the stage, and it was going away from the teacher who was just trying to you know, open their kids' heads and pour a lot of information into their heads and get them to memorize it. It was giving ownership over to the kids and giving control up, and that was hard. And, and so they had the teachers do a lot of the modules as well, and they had to fail, and they, didn't, they couldn't get it, and they were frustrated, and it was very taxing on them. But, you know, kind of like me with my, my, um, my uh, resisting of, you know, technology in a classroom and the, the 21st century stuff, it's made me even more passionate and, and committed to what we're trying to do now. And I think for the teachers it did that as well because, you know, there's some on board right away, they, you know, and then there are a lot that just when their kids started doing it, they saw it. I mean, they saw within seconds of watching their kids collaborate and to have to, you know, talk about their thinking and to problem solve and to fail and to have to persevere through that and figure out a different way to do a problem. They saw it very quickly, like, this is awesome. This is unbelievable. And then, and then from there, we, we, did, so we did two modules. We did one in the fall and one in the spring. This year, this summer and this fall, our teachers are teaching the rest of the district. So it, it, was so, it went so well with our staff. We, we, we would have teachers who would go to district meetings and almost tear up because they were talking about the power of PLTW. So huh. as the district had to make that decision, it was pretty easy to say, we want to do this district-wide. So we're training all our 10 buildings this summer mm-hmm. for PLTW. For, so we're going district-wide after about a year. And this, so this new, this, for us this year, we'll get to do two new modules and, and pilot those. And one is you know, engineering, and one is in biomedical science. So how, wow. how awesome for our kids to experience biomedical science. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And elementary school. And elementary school, absolutely. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So, I mean, if nothing else, too, it's truly an example of being college and future ready, career, career and college ready, being a K-12 aligned program mm-hmm. to get kids to those career skills, you know, so it's been awesome. And so are these modules just like ad hoc things that come into the classroom and they do a module and then yep. move on? That's the, that's the curriculum piece. That's what PLTW has done. They have kind of put the curriculum all together. They put the materials together. So they'll say, here's, here's your VEX kit, you know, your, here's your, your uh, kit to build a robot or to build a car or to build whatever it may be. Here's your materials to do this module. And they'll kind of lay out the whole curriculum for you. And we try to follow that as close as possible. But still, we want to still have the ability to add to it if it makes something a little bit better or whatever it may be. And it was hard. It, was, it really raised the – I mean, talk about raising rigor and relevance yeah uh, pltw is a perfect fit into all the stuff that bill daggett talks about mm-hmm. yeah absolutely that's pretty cool um so the uh final question that i ask in each interview is is what's one thing that a principal can start doing this week to become a transformative principal like you i i go back to the example or as part of our presentation i talked about the window in the mirror and where I had to really do that last, you know, a year ago spring, a year ago summer, I had to get myself there first. Mm-hmm. And so I looked, you, you know, the analogy of looking into the mirror and looking at yourself and saying, okay, I'm resisting change of computers coming into the classroom, but why? Mm-hmm. And I'm resisting, I'm trying to still push our school to perfect the past of, of our PLCs and, and whatever it may be. And I was not looking through enough enough through the window of seeing where education was going. So I think that's a strong 
uh, part of what a leader has to do is see where are things going and get yourself aligned to that. So I can see the landscape was shifting. And, and really, you know, one of the comments I remember hearing was, you know, at last year's time, I had a, a speaker say, you know, we're 14 years into the 21st century, and we still are acting like it's the 20th century. So yeah. even yesterday, I think Eric Schenninger said, you know, we're like a year away from all of our kids being 21st century's kids. Right. You know, we're 20th century teachers teaching 21st century kids, all of them, and just... It just it just hit me, so I I really spent a lot of time last summer. Uh, when I was lucky enough to go to the John Hattie Visible Learning Conference, I went to a Solution Tree Conference out in in uh, Seattle and listened to Anthony Muhammad and um, Bill Ferreter, and went to went to uh, the Visible Learning Conference and and listened to John Hattie and listened to uh, Sarah Martin. I think was her name. She ran a very uh, very innovative school like this over in Australia, and it was it was awesome to listen to her. And I just I had to change myself because I did, you know it's how is your school going to change? How are you going to drive change? How are you going to bring change about if you can't figure it out yourself? You know it's it's very hard to say hey go do this while well, I'm going to continue doing this, and but I want you to do that, but I don't really know how to tell you how to do that. Right. You know you have to have credibility as a leader to do that, and you've got to be able to understand it yourself. First, so just a lot of reading. I'm a, I'm a learner. I love to read. I love to, you know, watch a video, listen to a podcast, whatever it may be. And then so I had to kind of know what it was that we needed to do. And then you kind of figure out the how. And that's where it truly goes back to our structure being a PLC. You know, having all the teams there, having the leadership teams in place, having the vertical teams in place, having the staff be comfortable with the autonomy and the leadership. And a lot of what we do and a lot of what we did, we presented on, our teachers drive. And it's, not, it's, right. it's more them than it is us. We're just trying to take the barriers out of the way, you know, set them up for success, support them, motivate them, inspire them, give them, if they need money for this or that, uh, you know, whatever it may be. It's, it's them. It's in that collaborative culture that really does that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I appreciate your time today. Thanks for coming and sharing with us, and thanks for sharing at the conference and teaching people here. Um, how can people connect with you and learn more from you? Absolutely, and Jethro, thank you for, for inviting me to do this today. It's been it's been an awesome four days, and this has been an awesome part of it, too, so thank you very much. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, a, at KPalmerLC, uh, and um, I think I'm on LinkedIn, too, but I don't know what the, what the connection is to that. Sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's probably the best way to connect with me and through our, my PLN. PLN is just through Twitter. Okay, cool. Thank you so much again for your time. Appreciate it. As you have heard by now, I have joined the Edu Podcast Network, the podcasters network for educators by Mr. Nessie. And I'm pretty excited about doing this because I feel like I am part of a great group of other podcasters who really care about providing high quality content to educators to help them learn in a way that is comfortable and good for them. I hope that you uh, will listen to the other great podcasts on there and that you will uh, support the network by downloading and rating and reviewing all the shows that you listen to. And I appreciate your support in this show. You can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones and follow the podcast on Twitter at TRNFRM principle. Today, I'd like to give a little shout out to one of the other podcasts on the edu podcast network. And I'm going to 
recommend that you listen to the 30 second take podcast. Each person on that podcast has 30 seconds to share their take on an important issue in education. It is hosted by Brad Gustafson, an amazing principal that you will instantly love. Also, what I would like you to do is connect with Brad on Twitter, Gustafson Brad, and ask him how many people have answered one of his questions while riding a bike. Ask him that. Watch his podcast. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers' time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.